Listener supported. WNYC Studios. Hey, Lulu here. Whether we are romping through science, music, politics, technology, or feelings, we seek to leave you seeing the world anew. Radiolab adventures right on the edge of what we think we know. Wherever you get podcasts. Okay, I was on your Instagram. I saw you posted that wild video of Kim Cattrall slapping the bass and singing with her husband. Tell me more. Okay, you guys, let me set the scene for you. Interior evening. Kim Control, her husband, Mark. I read poetry and sonnets, and he plays the upright bass. She, you know, is into poetry. Who isn't? And then she starts scatting what could only be described as white nonsense. He trained years to play the upright bass, and he had to play that with a straight face. Yeah, I mean, it's so, they're so vulnerable in that video. I do feel like they are kind of happy in this. Yeah, miserable people don't make asses of themselves like this together. Not like this. We just have a good rhythm together, you know. He sort of feels me out, I feel him out, and uh, we go for it. It's so... Yeah. It's incredible. I wish more people knew about this clip, and I hope that our contribution and what we're going to get awarded with when we earn a Peabody Award for Mm -hmm. this podcast. Or as they say, Peabody. Yeah, a Peabody, is that we made this clip national Mm -hmm. for people to enjoy. It's me, Phoebe Robinson, and I am so happy to be back in the States and the studio with Miss J. Willie, J. Silly, J. Gilly. Pew, pew, pew. J. Silly, J. Gilly, J. Willie in the house. What's up, listeners? And we're here with our very favorite kind of show. It's an advice episode. Woohoo! We yes. love doing these shows because it gives us a chance to talk to Boo. That's French for you, right? Yes, is it Vu? Yes, it is. It was Vu, and that's like a respectful way to say it. Vu. It's nice. Hey, Vu. And Vu's, we are extra <laughs> excited to do this show because we have a very, very special guest in the studio who's answering your questions. Ladies and gentlemen and gender nonconforming individuals. Oh, my God. Please welcome Tig Nataro. Tick, 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 tick. This is so, I'm so embarrassed. Why? Just so much attention on me. You're like so legendary. We love you. We love your stand up. We love your show on Mississippi. Tig, we are so excited to have you on this episode. We had a lot of great listeners send in their questions for this very special advice episode. Are you ready? Real ready. (laughs) (laughs) Let's do it. Okay. Before we get into it, do you want to like share like your worst piece of advice that you've ever gotten? Ooh, let's see. The worst piece of advice that I've ever gotten was to continue on with school. And I um, had no interest. And I feel like I was being suffocated. Were like you in college or, or was it high school? Middle okay, school? Excuse me. Well, I, f- excuse I know me, we all Phoebe. have a lot of questions. Excuse me. <laughs> I failed excuse three me. grades and dropped out of high school. 
That's tight. didn't go to college. Wow. That's cool. What grades did you? I failed fail? eighth grade twice, and then they moved me up to ninth grade. I think so I wouldn't hurl myself off a building. Um, <laughs> and then I failed ninth grade, and then I was like, "This is enough, and it's a more it's mortifying." And I'm just gonna head out, and so I did. <laughs> I'm gonna head out. So did you end after ninth? Yes, I have a ninth grade education. I actually have a seventh grade education because I failed eighth grade twice and then failed ninth. So I really have a seventh grade education. <laughs> I love that it was a joke at first and right. then it just yeah. became a realization. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's truth. That's funny. Well, the worst piece of advice I've ever received was I remember um, it was in high school and um, it was in the ninth grade and some older girls were like talking about sex and they told me to use the pullout method. With your penis? With my own <laughs> They told me to use the pull-out method on my peener. That's crazy. Yeah, it's like wild advice. It's like the worst advice. It's literally 33 <laughs> to 63% effective. Yeah. It's literally it's... 33 to 63 children. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that could be. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. All right, y'all. Let's get into this first question. Woo-hoo! Okay, the first pregunta is from, start it from the middle, now I'm here. Okay, the question is, I just got a new high-paying job and I need to give some notice at my current totally toxic office job. How can I make my resignation epic? Ooh. Great question. Here's what I said. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to jump in really, really quickly. Do it. Get in, get out. I'm going to say, cross your T's, dot your I's. Do the two weeks. Do uh, the whole rigmarole, if you will. Because you never know, like, if you need to come back for, like, seconds or something. I say you do it clean and then just, like, go out with your friends and get, like, hammered that night. And just enjoy yourself and talk shit about, like, everything that you hated and what made it boo-boo. I would just be petty. So I would just do, like, I would hide, like, say Carol in Accounts Payable is always such a bitch on Bagel Friday. You know, and she has, like, her favorite bagels that she wants and I like quit on a Friday so I just would like throw out all the bagels that she likes so she can only have <laughs> you should like go take that to a shelter like take it to a homeless shelter yeah, at least that's true go- but just do things where you like hide someone's stapler mm-hmm. or like their letter opener you put it in I bet they were doing that before you know, I bet yeah. a lot of staplers got hit. There's probably a lot of staplers in potted plants at the <laughs> office. Yep. Yep. But I think it's like, I'm going to believe and started from the middle now I'm here that he or she is not going to go back to this job. They might need something that you never know. You never know. I think life's funny like that. Like, you never know. Of course you never know. I mean, we're <laughs> in the middle of a huge you never know out in the out in the world right now. But... If you are leaving a toxic job, that's not who you're going to want a recommendation from. Yeah. Um, I think, here's what I think. Make sure you got everything crossed and dotted and all those things that Jessica was saying. Sure, put a stapler in a plant or don't staple the plant, but... Hide a bagel. Hide a bagel. Donate a bagel. Staple a bagel. (laughs) And then... (laughs) throw it in the trash when no one's looking. Just do a weird prank that no one sees. Do it for Get you. it out of your system. Right? Do it for yourself. Just, you know, yes. just yell at the bagel, punch it, staple it, <laughs> sit on it, and then f- try and flush it. Yeah. 
leave someone else to deal with the toilet situation. Carol. But what you should do is after you resign, Mm -hmm. you should sit down and face-to-face tell your superior how Mm -hmm. toxic the environment was Mm -hmm. before you leave. That's lit. And then also send an email with them on it in CCHR so they can see. Mm -hmm. When you're direct with somebody, it is the most empowering thing you can do. Yeah. If you just go, this, I mean, yes, I love hiding bagels and staplers. But if you just (laughs) look someone in the eye and you're like, this was epically horrendous. Yeah. And list your reasons. That's yeah. dope. And then as soon as you walk out that office, press send. You're going to be email. doing leprechaun kicks the entire way home. <laughs> <laughs> and now a word from our sponsor. This message comes from Two Dope Queen sponsor, BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in the day, how would you use it? BetterHelp Online Therapy can help you figure out what's most important to you so you can prioritize it. Learn to make time for what makes you happy. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Visit BetterHelp.com slash DopeQueens today to get 10% off your first month. This week on the New Yorker Radio Hour, a young writer attaches himself to a rising star in politics named Barack Obama. Interesting guy. Speaks in what sound like paragraphs. Very good posture, that guy. Enviable posture. (laughs) I am a writer, and I have this this very slight hunch. He has none of that. A political coming-of-age story from staff writer Vincent Cunningham, plus actor and director Bradley Cooper, all on the New Yorker Radio Hour from WNYC Studios. Listen wherever you get your podcast. All right, we're back. Tig, do you want to get this one? Yeah, of course. Uh, I totally know these words. I can read them. (laughs) It's no big deal. I don't have an education beyond seventh grade, but for sure I've seen and used these words. Maybe not in this order, but here goes. I want to spice things up with my honey and talk dirty to him, but every time we start getting it on, I lose my nerve. What would be a good way to start out and break the ice? Signed. Dirty mumbles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have so many things I want you I to read. Did, yeah, that was great. Okay, uh, I love talking dirty. I truly do. I think you just start start easy with like, yeah, pound that pussy. That's that is not easy. That's 150 <laughs> miles per hour. Yeah. Comma, what have, pound that pussy is What have wild. you ramped things up to? It's wild. <laughs> yeah. And then you thought about it. Pound that pussy. I feel like you've now ramped it up to <laughs> describe in detail how you will murder me and where you're going to hide the body. <laughs> and it's also like, I imagine it's like, you have just got done with a date. He walks you to your front porch. I have you a porch. Kiss. I don't cool. know. That's cool. I like I'm trying to like help. You guys lean in to kiss, and it's your first kiss. You pull back out, and you look him in the eye, and you say, yeah, pound that pussy. Okay. First of all, this wouldn't be a first date. This is her honey. Oh, that's true. So I'm assuming they Yeah, like- but she might move really fast emotionally. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> okay. Maybe don't start with PTP. Maybe something like... 
How about like I'm bad at it? It right. makes me uncomfortable. Well, now I, I feel like all my stuff I'm is hard. Well, I I'm like, yeah, lick it, lick it, lick it there, lick it there. <laughs> is or, that a stamp? This is me on the top of my head. Lick it there. Lick it there. Okay. Do that to it. <laughs> okay. No. Or or do yeah. do that what, to it. What if she said you feel good in my pussy? Oh, you is are really good? good at it. Is that yeah, better? he better be in there though. Right. You can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> he better be in there. Don't don't take this dirty mumbles and think you can just say that. Yeah, yeah. dirty mumbles. Here's the thing. <laughs> Dig I, like, finally. I feel like what would it hurt to just once again have an honest conversation and be like you know what I'm kind of curious to do is to Aww, say. That's cute. That's, that's like I in a card. Uh, oh, write that in a card? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like. A birthday card. <laughs> happy birthday. Like the card is already printed out that says happy 50th birthday. <laughs> but then you're like, here's the thing. <laughs> um, but sometimes when you allow, I think, uh, important or sexual moments to be vulnerable or mm-hmm. have humor around them mm-hmm. it can break the ice yeah, yeah so what if you just say oh that feels really good oh keep i do doing that. that i keep do doing that. that i can do that don't stop or yeah. what about oh what are you doing <laughs> <laughs> if, 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 oh excuse me what about a bunch of that? That's yeah, funny. Woo! Woo! <laughs> yeah, boy. Um, <laughs> do you do you dirty talk, Tig? Mm, I guess you'd have to be married to me to find Whoa. out. That's hot. That's a yes. That's, that's hot. A yes. That's hot. That's That's, cool. that's not. It's that's, it, that's it, really listen, hot. Listen. It, anyone, anytime someone goes, hey, li- listen. Yeah. Hey, listen. Hey, listen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm married. Oh. <laughs> Um, uh, I've never actually had a, a sexual experience in my life. That's um, so cool. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. love that you're brave to share that. Yes. Yeah, my wife you. and I connected based on a handshake and uh, <laughs> feeling like we'd be excellent partners mm-hmm. uh, in life financially, um, you know, travel companions, all of it. <laughs> That's so cute. Yeah. Well, next question. How do I deal with a partner who's having a hard time not being jelly of my career success? It seems like the more I succeed, the more envious and distant they become, even though I'm just, like, trying to follow my dreams and love them. From Boss at a Loss. I would like to step in here on this one. Go for it. that personal experience because my last relation fell apart because, you know, when you have a podcast on public radio, okay? Yeah, man. You're practically Carrie Washington. So <laughs> Carrie's like, mm, mm, mm. she's like listening. <laughs> no, but seriously, I, I think because I think first of all, we need to to figure out a few things. We need if this is like a, a relationship that's a year under, peace the fuck out. Not worth your time. Just drop out. It's fine. If this is a long term relationship where you're married or you're engaged. And there are so many other things that are really great about this person. And you really want to try and make this work. Because I think couples, each person is going to have moments when they're succeeding. The other partner may feel like they're not. I think this would be a great opportunity to just be like, let's have a come to Jesus talk and like really 
just talk about it and just be like, well, I I maybe feel like I'm behind or I don't want to be alone in this. Like, I want us to talk through it or, like, go to therapy. I think if this is really a person that you truly love and you guys have a really wonderful relationship and this is, like, a new thing and it's not like, this is a running theme. Like, they're jealous if you get attention from people on the street. They're jealous if you get, like, the last— you know, cappuccino at Starbucks, you know, or something. You said it's the last one? <laughs> yes. Like, they, like, Attention. Like Starbucks. <laughs> Starbucks will no longer be selling cappuccinos after this one last one. <laughs> Sorry for the loss. If you want, you can go to the Starbucks across the street. No, it's all, no it's all Starbucks. It's all Starbucks. What is Every continent. They're yes. no longer selling yes. cappuccinos. You know how in the movie and your partner got the last one. <laughs> yeah, you know how in the movie Children of Men, like there how were does no more relationship yeah. come back yeah. from that. This is the last. But cappuccino. you know, there's one person somewhere <laughs> that actually can do that last cappuccino, <laughs> and it's that fucking dude from Children of Men's yeah. job to yeah. hide that black person who can do that cappuccino. Okay, that was a terrible example, but you get what I mean. If this person has a history, I thought it was of being, excellent. Oh, thanks, <laughs> excellent. Okay. Um, but I think if this person has a history of being jealous with you, then I think it's time to cut your losses. But outside of that, I think it's better to try and work on it and get through this low and try to get back to another relationship high. Absolutely. Yeah, I like that, too. That seems concise. Here's the thing is if you love somebody and you're seeing them succeed, I can't think of anything better. This mm-hmm. person is is a, it's a, they are also a little person out in the world like you are uh-huh. trying to make their way and what you're you want them to not mm-hmm. make their way in the world i just i i don't i don't understand there's something so deeply rooted there that has nothing to do with jealousy of um you know, they clearly don't feel in control or— If you think it's internal. Yeah, like it's personal. like it's the feeling of not being they, worthy They don't or feel something. powerful or like they don't have control for some reason within that dynamic. Mm-hmm. And because it really makes no sense to see somebody that you love—you've you, fallen for them and you're together and then they're—yeah. They're, I mean, you have to— Put all of that aside and ask, I think, why they might not be feeling any sort of control or power within the relationship. Because everyone should feel like they can and do and will assert power and control uh, because you should to a healthy degree. But um, they're clearly not feeling it. And, um, And that is what I think should be discussed. Yeah. It's an interesting thing you brought up where, like, things like jealousy or anger or sadness and how we associate those negative emotions with not needing to have them. Mm -hmm. When really, when channeled correctly, they can be awesome motivators and they're whole parts of the human experience. Mm -hmm. And I do agree with you guys where it's like, oh, looking internally, like, why do I feel this way? What am I not doing to have myself feel like I'm, like, accomplishing something too? What brings me joy? I found one I want to ask. Do this it, Miss This is intense. Okay. Oh, my gosh. So here's the question from Too Queer for This. I have been with my partner for over six years. A few months ago, I found out that they were cheating on me. 
What the fuck? That's awful. I'm sorry, boo. After talking about it, seeing a therapist, acting like an adult or whatever, my partner tells me that they want to create a polyamorous relationship with this person and me. LOL, right? Tig, Phoebe, Miss J. Willie, how do I clap back? Sign too queer for this. Oh, my gosh. That's rough. Sorry you got cheated on. That sucks. Terrible. Big time. You trusted that person, and then they betrayed you. And it's great that you're going to therapy because um, that's really important, and that's a good way to heal and and move on. Yeah, I think you're well within your right to be like, you know what? This is not the relationship I signed up for. I'm so happy you discovered your, your most authentic self, but I think it's time for me to go and find someone who is going to go into a relationship honoring what we said we mm. wanted our relationship to be. Yeah, I totally agree. It's like, if you want to do it, do it. If you don't, it's so, so okay for you to be like, nah, dog. But I guess you're asking about how to clap back. I mean, so you're trying to be like, hail to the all. That's what it seems like, right? I'd say put a stapler in their plant. <laughs> Staple them up. Staple and them up. And then just head out. Just like Carol. Yeah. Yeah. And just leave them questioning, like, why is there a stapler in my plant? <laughs> and how come they never came home again? I, I mean, I personally don't think this person needs to clap back. I think, I don't even think it's about taking the high road. I think it's just about, like, I think you're in a place where you know this is not the relationship for you. It also feels like for this partner, like, what you guys had wasn't for them. So I think it's best to just, like— MoveOn.org. Like, you don't well, yeah. need to, I mean, to you know? be like, I'm with this person, and and we'd like you to join us. Yeah. It's just like, no. Uh, this Yeah, like you yeah. said, it's not the wow. relationship that you signed up for. Yeah. And uh, you sound like a an afterthought to this person. Yeah. And, and you should be the priority, which is not, I'm not saying with them, because you, that's done. Yeah. But in a relationship that you've signed up for, you should be the priority, and that's what you should um, seek out. That's dope. Best of luck, boo. Yeah. Good luck to Quipidus. Okay, cuties, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back in a minute. This week on the New Yorker Radio Hour, a young writer attaches himself to a rising star in politics named Barack Obama. Interesting guy. Speaks in what sound like paragraphs. Very good posture, that guy. Enviable posture. <laughs> I am a writer, and I have this, this very slight hunch. And he has none of that. A political coming-of-age story from staff writer Vincent Cunningham, plus actor and director Bradley Cooper, all on the New Yorker Radio Hour from WNYC Studios. Listen wherever you get your podcast. All right, I'll do the next one. I used to be an elite athlete. I even went to the Olympics in 2016. That's amazing. But now I struggle to find a purpose to get up for in the mornings. You all do what you love. Has it ever all been taken away from you at one point in your careers? How did you feel? And where do I go from here? Signed, Apathetic Athlete. Ooh. First of all, congratulations on being at the Olympics. That is such a rare achievement. I, I am blown away by that information to start. And two, this is a hard question for me to answer because, I, you know, I, I think all three of us are lucky to do comedy, which is something you can 
really do until your last day on earth if you want until you turn don rickles yeah yep. exactly yep. seriously yeah we so we found a thing that can stay with us and so i can't imagine what it's like to because you train your whole life to be an athlete mm-hmm. and then at like 30 31 32 it's like you age out yeah you age out so i guess my thing would be what are some other things that you enjoy doing like around the house like for a while, I did TV recaps, and it was really just because I loved watching TV. So then I just found a job where pay, I got paid to watch TV and then, like, summarize episodes for people. So it could be something like that if you really like going to concerts. Maybe start taking pictures at concerts or something. Just whatever is, like, fun for you. Try and remember that fun stuff and see if that could turn into something more than just a hobby, I guess. Yeah, I agree. I think you did an incredible thing, and I think it's only, like— your second chapter. But I do think that you have a whole book and I think you are whole and full and capable of new and exciting things that haven't even come to the forefront of your brain yet. I say you you're in a you can be in a fun part of your life where you just try everything. And even if it's like sometimes let's say you wake up one day and you like don't even want to get out of bed. Like, let that be what the day is and allow that to be okay. You're like, you went to the Olympics in 2016. If there's a day where you don't want to get up, that's fine. If there's a day you want to go for a walk, that's fine. But also, t- start taking yourself out and going to hang out with people. Try Dungeons and Dragons. Try The Sims. Um, <laughs> uh, so try getting out don't there. have the first thing be D&D. That's Do it. Trash. I just did it for the first time a couple <laughs> weeks ago, and I— Fucking loved it. <laughs> Whatever it is, like there's there are things out there for you. And I and I I wish you the best of luck. Um, but just like sort of respect your journey and um, you know, good luck. But I think you're whole and full. I'm behind everything everyone has said. And I feel like one of the most exciting things that you can maybe do is to pass on your talents to Mm. a younger generation and help be a mentor and maybe find some kids that want to go to the Olympics or whatever sport you were doing, even if they don't want to go to the Olympics, or help out with the Special Olympics or do something where you can kind of pass the torch and see your dream continue on. But I still think you should find other hobbies and do Dungeons and Dragons. Why not? But um, how cool to see other people reaching their goals and succeeding in a field or sport that you excelled in and just keep it going and have a part of you continuing on through them. I love, I love that. that. That's, that's so, so cute. good advice. Oh, guys. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. I didn't even think of that, but that's no. really good to just kind of like stay within the Olympic family. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it truly, nice. like, what is better than the uh, Special Olympics? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, nothing. 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 <laughs> nothing. And uh, I mean, it makes me feel like, why am I not? Uh, they don't have the comedy Olympics like that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Why am I not helping out at the special Olympics? Yeah, 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 totally. You know? Yeah. I mean, I feel like that seems amazing. That mm-hmm. would be the best day of my life. Yep. Hold up. 
Hey, queens. I got a hell of a boy dilemma. So about two months ago, I started talking to a guy I had a crush on, and then a few days later, I shattered my foot. This guy has been a champ for sticking with me through surgery and a long recovery. And now that I'm two weeks away from walking, I'm feeling better, and I'm able to do more on my own, he's been in such a bad mood. I think he's pissed that I don't need him as much, and honestly, his company is hard to stand now that he's acting that way. I can see in his face that he's annoyed when I carry my own drink to the couch. I liked hanging with him, but I'm a really independent woman, and I need to get back to doing things on my own. What should I do? P.S. Y'all, the sex is off the chain, even with a super broken foot. Signed, Foot and Heartbreaker. Okay, so basically the dilemma here is the dick is on point. The D is on P. That's and, it. Right. And she, she, normally if the dick was trash, she'd be like, bye, you're a loser. But this is like the best orgasms of her life. Yeah. So she's like, maybe I should like, you know, get a mortgage with him, even though he's controlling. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think you got to get out of there. That doesn't sound good. You're in a light misery situation. Yeah. I do think it's worth, you know, I come back to this on our advice episodes. I think it's worth having a conversation. Not when someone's being controlling like that. That is a red flag to get out of there. Abort mish, in my opinion. I don't think it hurts to have an initial conversation. But if they look at you like this is insane— um, then they're not wanting to see you at your best. They should want you mm. to be mm. well and thriving. Um, but I think everything's worth an initial conversation. Yeah, but if they're, like, wild, like, shut it down. Yeah, yeah. if it's, like, Kathy Bates, you're, like— Yeah, no lay misery. Yeah, run, run out. Standing by the door with an axe. Yeah. I don't— uh, I don't know what you're talking about. I, <laughs> 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 uh, 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 Wait till your foot is right, though, to bring it up in yeah, case you don't. need to make wait a quick you can run. <laughs> Just wait. Yeah, call, have a lift waiting for you outside. <laughs> you don't want to hobble off and then fall, face plant, <laughs> and then get drugged back into the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, next question. Okay, so Tig Tig, this is a question especially for you. It goes, Tig, how do I find lesbians to hook up with? Where are the lesbians? In all caps, where are they? But like not in a creepy, I'm going to be on SVU kind of way. Signed, too queer to function. Well, first of all, I have no idea where you live. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like where? I don't know. I don't know if you're like in the backwoods somewhere. I don't know if you're... In New York City, I don't know anything (laughs) about you except you want to hook up. Here's the problem with me. I was never somebody that just hooked up. I remember I I kissed somebody one time just so I could leave. Explain. (laughs) Wait, what? (laughs) What? (laughs) I I went out with somebody and I realized I, I wasn't into them and they were really you know, whining and dining me. And I think it was really before I did stand-up, before I had more confidence. And um, and I was just younger, and I, it would never happen now. If I didn't like somebody, I would just feel like this isn't, you know, it's nice meeting you, whatever, and, and be honest and leave. But 
I was in such a panic. I mean, this person was reading my tarot cards. They were playing guitar for me. <laughs> this they date were, is wild. I, yeah, I was just like, what is happening? My body language was in the corner of the couch. Just how I was trying to figure out how to get out of the building. <laughs> and, um, and so I just decided I'm just going to go ahead and kiss this person and then leave. Um, but don't you think that was like a mixed signal? Yes, that's what okay. I'm saying. Is I, it wasn't the smartest I, I'm move. Not, I'm saying I wasn't direct at that time. We have to respect the journey right. of that's when you true. were yeah. young. That's yeah, true. that's true. Um, but I've never been somebody that um, hooked up. I was always in relationships. And I feel like to meet like-minded people, I mean, you're going to have to figure out um, places where they're where they're going to be. I mean, obviously, they're gay bars, I guess. But I, I really— Hook up sounds like you want to just get naked with somebody, and I don't, I don't know where to find that. You've never smashed and dashed, uh, no, <laughs> no, I have not. Yeah, yeah. okay, um, that, I haven't either. Uh, do you have like you, you, look, you, you have like a you I, seem a little you look like, like like Cicely Tyson and all your wisdom right now, thinking about <laughs> what you've been through or what you've seen. <laughs> If there's somebody yeah. out yeah. there that I'm forgetting, please let me know. But I really do not think I have that history. I think I'm I've just been in mm-hmm. relationships. That's great. I get I don't I don't know if it's good or bad, but yeah. I feel like Both. it's not it's, yeah. good for it's this you. advice. It's fine. Because I don't know where you live and I don't know how to just hook up with people. I think your idea of just going to places where people are mingling like a house party or a bar, I think is I honestly bowling feel like, alley. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, I feel like it is our local bowling alley. Go to the arcade. Go pony rides, you know, mm-hmm. go to the petting zoo. <laughs> what interests you? That's where the people are. I mean, I met my boyfriend at a YouTube concert. So Oh, I haven't heard go. the story. <laughs> that was a read because I just told her last she night. She just got and dragged. Was, her body's outside a, in the street. It was a 20-minute story because I was just, you know, having fun. I told, I told you my love story. It was so cute. We all shared. It, it yeah. was cute. Aww, you guys wish you were there. Tick, tick. Thank uh, you so much for being here. It was an honor. I love you guys so much. And I'm excited for our um, our friendship moving forward. We're so lucky to have you. Yeah, you're the best. Um, guys, also be sure to check out our previous Advice episodes, especially the one from last Valentine's Day with Jessica's mom, Maria, because it is hashtag black girl magic. Okay, thanks for listening. And don't forget, subscribe to our show. I mean, what are you doing? What are you doing? And you know what? Follow us on Twitter. CDG. YQY. Uh, triple A. (laughs) (laughs) That was perfect. Get ready for some scatting. Oh, hanging with my husband. I read the poetry. Baba Uh, uh.